This is the Winkler Berteller Mennonite Church. And today is Sunday the 31st. And we're excited to have church service and thank you for being a part of this wonderful day. Good morning, and welcome to our Sunday morning worship service here at the Winkler Berktaller Mennonite Church. Our prayer for you this morning is that as you listen and participate in the worship service with your heart, that you will be drawn closer to the Lord, that you will experience his presence, hear his voice as he speaks to your heart through his word, and that you will be quick to carry out what he is saying to you. So we want to extend a warm welcome to everyone who has joined us for this morning. As we begin our service, let's focus on the Word of God. The Apostle Paul says in his writings to the the church at Philippi, this found in Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 13. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that as you have renewed your concern for me, indeed you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am saying this because I I am, I am not saying this because I am, I am in need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances. I know what it's, what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. Paul knew that every situation that he was in, that Christ would support him. In the good times, in the hard times, 
He found that he could do everything through Christ who gave him the strength. Now you may ask yourself the question, do we really need strength in the, in the good times? And the answer is yes. Because so often what happens is that we get our eyes off the Lord during the good times. But also in the bad times, we need the Lord. And here's the reason why. We go through some hard and difficult times. There's heartache, pain, suffering, and loss. But Jesus has promised that he would be with us each step of the way. And I just trust that as you listen to the service and worship with us this morning, that God will speak to your heart and draw you closer to himself. I'd ask that you take your bulletins with me. If you have received one and picked one here up at the church or received it online, turning to some of the announcements and and the different activities that are happening, um, one, si- one activity that will be happening outside of our church, it's called the Drive-In Valentine's Fundraiser. It is going to be put on by the Winkler Bible Camp, and they invite you to bring your sweetheart to the Drive-In Valentine's Fundraising, and that's going to be taking, Feb- taking place February the 12th, 13th, and 14th. They'll provide snacks and an entertaining 40-minute program on the big screen for you and your special one. And tickets are $30 per couple, and a free will offering will be taken. Now, if you want to pick up tickets, you can go to the website, or you can phone the office, their office, and I will give you the phone number. If you have a pen and paper, you can write it down, and it is 204-325-9519. So pick up the phone later this week. Call and pick up your tickets so you can attend the drive-in Valentine's uh, fundraiser over at the Winkler Bible Camp. Well, the church has lots of praises and concerns also. Praises that we can thank the Lord for the things that he has blessed us. Then for concerns, we can pray for different individuals within the church body and outside of the church body. People still um, uh, in hospital, we have Tina Hildebrandt, who's at the Swan Lake Hospital. We ask you to continue to pray for her. And then, of course, pray for Pastor Harold and Rob and Carol Fair as they deliver food and interact with needy families. Pray for the needy families, those individuals who for some reason are having difficulties during this season. We as a church supply food and um, want to encourage them, and we ask you especially to hold them in prayer. Pray for our missionaries of the week, Preston and Myra Wheeler. Uh, They work with power to change in the division of leaders leaders, um, impact, and what they do is they connect with leaders around the world to share and talk with them, encourage them, and to teach them skills, and also how to share the gospel with those people in the surrounding areas that they impact. And then note of thanks, thanks to the many prayers and acts of kindness uh, during Jake's recent recovery at the HSC and his two weeks of isolation stay in Winnipeg. And that's um, Jake and Tina Gerbrandt say thank you very much for encouraging them in, with your prayers. 
And then um, a, a prayer request that was mentioned in our last bulletin that we can continue to pray. Let's be praying for Elsie Rempel. Her daughter had passed away a week ago. Uh, Brenda McCullen is was her name, and she leaves behind her husband, Paul, and then also her two daughters. So remember them in prayer, and then, of course, um, Pastor Harold, um, be praying for him, and he will be bringing the message um, later on this morning. So let's go to prayer and bring these items before the Lord. We know that the Lord hears and he answers prayer. Heavenly Father, we pause before you to give you praise and thanks. What a wonderful and awesome God you are. You are God who is the creator and sustainer of all things. You look after all of our needs. You see that everything is under your control. And Lord, we come before you because we know that you are the King of kings, Lord of lords. You are the fairest of ten thousands. You are the coming King who will reign one day. And we wait for that day as believers because we know that you will return and you will take your loved ones to the other side. Heavenly Father, we bring before you prayer requests because we know that you hear and you answer prayers. We've seen many prayers that have been answered and we always pray this according to your will and not our will. And so we bring them before you. We thank you, Lord, for Tina Hildebrandt. And Lord, although she's apart from us and she's in hospital at Swan Lake, we ask, Lord, that your hand would be upon her, that as she has to be alone many times for long periods of time, we ask that you would give her strength. And Lord, that um, you would draw her closer to you and she would dep- depend upon you for everything. Heavenly Father, we also pray for Pastor Harold and Rob and Cora Fair as they deliver the food to many of the families who need them. We ask, Lord, as they go out and they minister, that you would um, uh, speak to them uh, or speak through them as they communicate with others. We know that they simply drop off many of the boxes uh, on the curb and they come out and pick them up. And yet, at the same time, Lord, we know that this is a ministry that can help many individuals and families when they are in need. We also pray for... Uh, Preston and Myra Wheeler, we thank you for the ministry that they have had over the years. We thank you for the power to change organization and the leader inch impact, uh, the division of power to change. We thank you that Preston and Myra work in that dimension. We ask, Lord, that you continue to have your hand as they contact many leaders around the world, as they equip leaders around the world to share the gospel, and as they equip leaders also how to minister to other people in other ways. We pray, Lord, your hand to be upon them and that you would give them strength each day and encouragement, and as they speak to others, that their hearts also would be encouraged. And then, Lord, we thank you for Jake and Tina uh, Gerbrandt. We thank you for um, having your hand upon Jake. And, Lord, as he was in the hospital uh, for some time, and now he is back home, we thank you that you have touched him. But, Lord, he still needs more recovery. We pray, Lord, that he, as he continues to heal at home, your hand would be upon him, that you would give him strength and you would give him guidance. And then, Heavenly Father, we also pray for chastity. We thank you that she'll be transferring her membership 
over here. We thank you, Lord, that she loves to minister to many people and that as she works here, we pray that you would bless her, anoint her, that your hand would be upon her, you'd give her strength to do your will. So we ask, Lord, that your hand would go before her and prepare the way. And then, Heavenly Father, we just pray for Elsie. We ask, Lord, that your hand would be upon her. We know that she is grieving because she has lost her daughter, Brenda. We ask, Lord, you'd give her strength, uplift her, along with Brenda's husband at this time. We pray, Lord, that you would minister to him with his loss. We pray, Father, in the midst of this too, she has two daughters, that you would strengthen each of them. Lord, that through this, they would even see your hand moving and that you can give them comfort, for we know that all things work out for their good and their glory, even though we might not see it at this time. So, Heavenly Father, have your hand upon them. We pray for Harold as he comes and he's going to share. We ask, Lord, for strength for him. Lord, there are mountains that we must climb. Sometimes they seem too difficult for us. But yet, Lord, when we rely on you, you have promised that you would give us your strength and that we would be able to mount up as, as eagles with wings because you are there to support us. So, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless the message that Harold will bring. And, Lord, we just ask that your hand would be upon the whole service. May you be glorified in everything that is said and done. For this we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Good morning. I would invite you to uh, join us as we sing together, I Stand Amazed in the Presence. Drops of blood for my 
sins and my sorrows, he made them his very own. He bore the burden to Calvary and suffered and died alone. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall song is for those of us who are feeling a little bit maybe abandoned or wonder if if God remembers where you are. This song is called God Will Take Care of You and reminds us that he's watching. God will take care of you. 
This third song is, uh, I hope, in keeping with the message of this morning. Uh, Harold has entitled it, The Mountain We Must Climb. Speaks of dedication and commitment. excited today to have a new, uh, another person joining our church through a member transfer. And we're excited that Chastity, that you have decided to transfer your membership uh, from Bethel Burkthaler Church to our church. They have given you an excellent recommendation of transfer, and they wish you God's blessing as you worship and serve the Lord over here at the Winkler Burkthaler Mennonite Church. I have a few questions that I will ask you in order to receive you into our fellowship. The first question is, have you made a decision to ask Christ into your life by repenting and turning from your sin? Have you asked him to forgive you and to give you the strength to follow him? If yes, then repeat after me, I have surrendered my life to Christ. I have surrendered my life to Christ. In clear conscience, do you agree and will you abide with the Constitution, 
doctrine, and beliefs of the Winkler Berktaller Mennonite Church? If so, answer, I do. I do. Will you diligently seek to hear God's calling for your life? Will you remain faithful to the church, attend church faithfully? Will you seek to know your spiritual gifts and talents and be willing to support this church with your time, talents, gifts, and finances? If so, answer, I will. I will. Will you support the leadership of this church as it stands in line with the Bible? And will you pray faithfully for the church as she seeks to do the will of God? If so, answer, I will. I will. The last question, of course, is directed at the conger- or for the congregation here at Winkler Berktaller Mennonite Church. Of course, we know that you are not present with us, but are watching online. We also have three deacons who are behind us at this time, and they will be answering the question along with you in your heart. So this is a question that will be is directed towards you as a congregation. As a congregation, will you support these candidates in prayer, encouragement, and fellowship? If so, answer... We will with God's strength. We will with God's strength. At this time, we want to pray for chastity as she is received into membership. Let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, we thank you that you inspired Krista to um, uh, decide to come and join this Congregation of Believers. And uh, we pray, Lord, that you will grant her a special blessing as she uh, joins us in meditation and um, uh, in song and in the meditation in messages. So we uh, pray that a blessing will be upon her in uh, worshiping with us together. We pray all this in your name and to the to you, Lord, be the honor and glory. We pray this in your name. Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening and we thank you that you will be that you have given us chastity to join our church. We are excited and hopeful that you will bless her and that that your name and everything that she does will be to your honor and glory. And we thank you also for the, for the strength that she has shown already, that she wants to help in her youth. And we also pray that you would bless the youth in our church and also the work that she does in Christ's name. Your, amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you too for your blessing to us, and I pray for chastity. May you bless her richly and her family and make her a blessing. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your many blessings, and we thank you for chastity as she has decided to come and transfer her membership over to our church. We ask, Lord, that you would go before her, you'd give her strength to walk, and to do all that you are calling her to do. 
I pray, Father, that she will always choose to seek you first in everything that she does. And then, Heavenly Father, we pray that um, as she walks with you, that you will undergird her, you will strengthen her, and that more importantly, that her heart will always be in your heart, and she'll be walking closely with you every step of the way. Now we pray that you would lead and guide her. For this we pray in Christ's name, amen. Chastity, on behalf of the Winkler Berktaller Mennonite Church, we welcome you into our fellowship. I want to read today's scripture reading, which comes from Jeremiah chapter 1, the first eight verses. The words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests of Anathoth, in the territory of Benjamin, the word of the Lord came to him in the thirteenth year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, and through the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, down to the fifth month of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went into exile. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. As sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Harold Espinosa, and it is always a privilege and an honor to share the Word of God. So before we begin, uh, let's have a word of prayer. Lord and Father, I want to thank you so much for this wonderful day you've given us. Thank you, Lord, that at any time we can bow our heads, close our eyes, and talk to you. Doesn't matter where we are, doesn't matter how old we are, we can talk to you at any time, and you will hear our prayers. I thank you, Lord, for loving us. You loved us so much that you proved it. You died on the cross for us. You didn't stay in the grave. You rose again. You've shown the world that you are real. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do today. And help me to say the words that you want me to say and not in my own strength. Thank you, God, for all you've done for us. And we love you. Amen. So today, the title of the message is called The Mountain We Must Climb. The Mountain We Must Climb. We all face mountains. Some are in the form of addictions. Others are in the form of someone we have lost. A loved one. Or a good friend. Some with fears that are things happening in their life. 
and things happening in their surroundings. No matter who we are, at one point, and sometimes even more, we will face a mountain. And that mountain we can climb. And we need to climb. The question is, what do we do? As we look in the passage of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 1 through 7, we will see four things that will help us face, climb the mountain. We need the right tools to climb a mountain. We need wisdom and knowledge in how to climb it. We need to understand the mountain that we're facing. And lastly, we need a solid foundation that helps us mentally and physically in preparation in order to climb that mountain. And as we look at Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 1 through 7, I'm going to read it. And this is what it says. In verse 1, The word of Jeremiah was the son of Hilkiah, one of the priests of Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin. If we stop right there and we looked at a few words, just two of them. The first one, we look at the word words. In the Hebrew, it means matters or sayings. And then Jeremiah, which is really interesting, his name means God exalts. And then in verse 2, it says this. The word of the Lord came to him in the 13th year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judea. And through the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, down to the fifth month of the 11th year of Zedekiah, son of Joshua, king of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went to exile. Interesting, this was a time and point where Israel was stuck. They had a mountain to face. And that mountain was them and the need for change and the choices that they were making. And then when we keep reading in verse 4, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, and it was going to just Jeremiah. It says, number 5, before I was formed in your womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet To the nations. This was the message that Jeremiah got. And the first part we need to understand is what is the right tool to use when we face a mountain. For Jeremiah, he was told very clearly that before it was even a thought, God had plans. He knew Jeremiah. That's because God created all things. And God, he created Jeremiah with a purpose. God already knows what we need to be doing. He gives us gifts and talents to do his will. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. 
Jeremiah knew what he had to face, what he had to deal with. He knew that Israel was big. And what he had to deal with, with the people, was huge. The same way that God knows you and I. As I go out the doors and as you and I, doesn't matter where you are and where you're sitting, when we wake up, the field of ministry, that's huge. It's big. When you go out those doors of your house, And you look around, there's tons and tons of people. People who need to know about Jesus Christ and what He did for them on the cross. People who are struggling, struggling with things like pornography, low self-esteem. We have people who have lost loved ones that need a phone call. We have people that need prayer. Connections. People to love them. And God already knows, and God already knew before you were born, before I was born, all the gifts and talents because He gave it to you and I. We were made, created for a purpose and for a reason. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8-11, through 11, this is what it says. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be glory and the power forever and ever and amen. In other words, right now we may be limited in the things that we might and love to do. But does it mean we're stuck? Absolutely not. We have to use the talents the best way we can. It could be right outside. Where you stop, you see a person, you talk to them. Right outside. Talking, praying for them, hearing their heart. The first tool Jeremiah needed was to trust God's calling. Jeremiah's calling as a prophet was to go tell the people of Israel that they needed to repent and change their ways. And Jeremiah would suffer greatly for doing so by his own people. Do we trust God will help us? It may not turn out the way you and I want it to be, but His grace and mercy and guidance and love will fill our hearts, even through suffering. Many years ago, when I was in university, 
And I guess that's where many of my stories come from. Because in university, I picked a a university that only had one thing in mind. Training. Training to equip. Training to prepare how to witness. Training to go out anywhere to share the gospel. To pray with people. And that's what I really, really wanted to do. And God brought it. At first I didn't. Because it's scary. It's scary to stretch. It's scary to do things that, wow, people can get ugly. I remember when I was witnessing, it was me and a partner, because we always went in partners. And this was in Florida. And we went uh, in the streets, stopping people. We had our Bible with us. And then we asked people questions. Questions that had to make them think about what they believed in and why. And I remember it was an amazing day because we were going out and there were people accepting Christ. And we made sure that we gave them information of where to go to a church that was nearby. We also took their information so we could call them and pray with them and encourage them. It was an amazing day. But as it got closer to evening, and we were still going because we were just pumped to serve Jesus. There was a truck coming, coming pretty fast. And I remember as I was walking, this guy took something, because it was dark, and he threw it and hit me right in the chest. And I fell. I thought it was I was shot. That's how hard it was. But it, it was a lot of smell of beer all over me. And that's because what he did was take a can, and it was pretty full. And while he was driving, he just threw it at me. At that moment, I had a choice to make. Quit or keep on going. I know at that moment, I was scared. I was shooken up. And even had a few doubts of keeping on going. But the only thing that made me pop up and just go keep going, witnessing, telling people about Jesus, was scripture verses that popped into my mind. And the brother in Christ that was with me, who encouraged me. First thing he said, Harold, you're still alive. (laughs) So let's just pray. And then when we were done praying, he said, let's go. And we did. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, 10 through 12, and Paul wrote this. He says, you, whoever know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, Patience, love, endurance, persecution, suffering. What kinds of things happened to me in Antioch and Iconium and Lystra? The persecution I endured. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. There you go. And the more you read about Jesus, living and serving is not easy. It's tough. Today I had a great privilege to uh, go to Winnipeg and, and connect and learn some information about an organization in Winnipeg. It's called Naomi House. And they're connected 
with a church called City Church. And what's so cool about this church, and and I got to hear their story, is that in Naomi House, they are geared to look for refugees. Refugees that are stuck. Refugees that there's persecution and have nowhere to go. And some of the people that they reach out to is they look for body of believers who've been persecuted and rejected. And they also help them. They bring them. They get sponsors. It's an amazing program. And uh, the city church, what they do, they work hand in hand. As these individuals come, And they're hurting inside. The church and the people who are working with them. They connect with them. They pray with them. They walk with them in their journey. Whether they're believers or not believers. They share the gospel. And they tell them about Jesus. What Jesus can do. It was an amazing time because the stories that they shared was phenomenal. And the people they have helped bring to this country was just awestruck. The Bible says in John chapter 15, verse 15 through 20, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruits, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is the command, love each other. And if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hates me first. If you belong to the world It would love you and its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I have told you. A servant is no greater than his master. And if they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If you obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. Wow. There's no exception. When you read about Paul, Peter, Martha, Mary, all the Bible characters that stood up for Jesus, that stood up for God, they got persecuted for what they believed in. They didn't quit. Some did. But these that I mentioned, they stood up. They took what the promises that God and Jesus had made, and they made it real. They believed it. They accepted it. They made it into their life, part of their life. There's another young lady by the name of Betsy in Puerto Rico. She's a missionary. And her life since the 80s till now has been working with the hearing impaired. In a Christian school, in a Christian, a school called Christian College and Chapel for the Deaf. It's been there since the 50s and it's all the way till now and it's still operating Reaching children who are hearing impaired. Betsy has a huge heart. 
And there's been other people that have been there over the years that poured into kids' lives. Why? Because the Bible, the Word of God, it changes people. It brings them hope. It brings them peace. It just reminds them constantly that they're not alone. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. As a believer, the first tool is trusting God. And the second tool is the Bible. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 119, 105, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light of my path. David knew exactly what he was saying when he put this in the word. Because when you read about David and the things that he went through, 100% he needed God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 15, verse 1 through, 4, 1 through 4, and this is what Paul wrote. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as is written, The insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. So that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. And this is what Jeremiah knew. Because as he spoke to God, he was seeking God out. He was listening. And God told him what he needed to hear. So Jeremiah had to make a decision. What was he going to listen? Are we going to listen? The more scripture verses we put in our heart and in our life, the more we study of different Bible characters and what they went through, the choices that they made, and when they looked to God, and when they looked to Jesus, wow. When they made the decision to put him first, things happened. Was it easy? No. Not at all. The Bible says in Psalms 56, 3-4, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust and am not afraid. What can a mere mortal do to me? If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we are heaven bound. So if we were to die today, we know exactly where we'd be. We'd be with Christ. So when we go and we serve, yeah, people may insult us. Yeah, it may not be easy. But we know what the future holds. And we know that the individual out there that is hearing the message about what Jesus Christ did, 
They have an opportunity of a lifetime to change their life and to bring them real hope. In Isaiah chapter 26, verse 1 through 4, this is what it says. In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judea. We have a strong city. God makes salvation, its walls and its ramparts. Open the gates that righteous nations may enter. The nation that keeps faith. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast. Because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself, is the rock eternal. Wow. And in 1 John chapter 5, verse 10 through 14, and I love reading scriptures. Because the more you read, the more you put to practice, the more you take and you hold it into your life, You can't help but get excited. Like I said, if you want to be busy in life, the field is wide open. Very much wide open for people to live their life for Christ and be missionaries exactly where they're at. Whether at work, whether in the streets, or whether in church. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 10-14, Apostle John wrote, Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe, God has made him out to be a liar. Because they have not believed the testimony God has given about His Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. And in verse 13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. So for Jeremiah, God made a call. He told him exactly what his purpose was. Jeremiah had to make a decision. Do I cling on to God's words? Take it to heart, believe it, and do it? Or do I not? And yes, even though he did, and even though he did complain a lot, he still went to God to talk to him. He still bore his heart to God. And God still worked in his life. He wasn't perfect. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. God knows that. But he gives us the right tools called gifts, the ability to do things. For some, we talk a lot. (laughs) That's a gift. For others, we don't. Instead, we like being in a quiet area, and pray. We have others that love children and are really good at it. And like you heard today with Pastor Dean, we have a few a food ministry. And it's not just me, and it's not just Coral and Robert. There's a lot of people helping. There's Lena, there's Miriam, Christine, 
Anita, Pastor Philman, Divine, Ishmael, Maggie, and others. Jay. All serving. All reaching out to people in the way God has called them to do it. And they're not doing it for praise. Not at all. They're doing it because they love God. They're doing it because God has given them the ability and the gift. And they made that decision to listen and to do. The second part is wisdom and knowledge of how to climb it. This is what God said in verse 6 of chapter 1 of Jeremiah. At last, sovereign Lord, I said, and this is Jeremiah speaking, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. And this is how God answers in verse 7. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you to say whatever I command you. Wow. That's what he told him he needs to do. And guess what? Jeremiah did it. Not without kicking the floor and a little bit of whining. He also suffered. And that was real. But he also went to God. When we trust God and we are willing to do things His way, our attitude and our willingness changes. In 2 Timothy 3, 16-17, this is what it says. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. There you go. Here's our tool. Guys, this is it. When we start opening it, and we start reading it, and I'm not just saying read a little bit. I'm talking about digging. Looking in God's Word. Checking out the Hebrew words and the Greek words. Yeah, you say, well, this might be a little hard. Yeah, you know what? When we're excited about something, we pour our life in it. And as believers, we should be excited because we're saved by grace. God has taken us from where we're at. He changed us from the inside out. And He's given us hope. He's given us the ability to keep going because it is His grace that gives us the strength we need. And it says in James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25, Do not merely listen to the Word and so deceiving yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the Word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that God gives us freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. When we limit God, we rob blessings. When we surrender and say, God, I put no strings on you. That is when the adventure begins. 
Yes, things will not be easy. Most, I would say most of the time when I've gone out to do ministry, it's been hard. It's been tiring. I have physical illnesses like arthritis as well and other things. So I do the things I'm able to do and those that I can't do, I encourage other people to do it. We're a family with lots of talents and lots of abilities and gifts. We don't need to limit. This church can be the brightest light that not just Winkler can see, but the whole world can see. The more you and I decide to get involved, and not in multiple things, but one or two things, so we can give it 100% of our time. It's amazing the impact that will happen in people's lives. The Bible says in Psalm 62, verse 8, Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to Him, for God is our refuge. The more we serve and get involved, the harder it is going to get, guaranteed. Because Satan ain't going to be happy. Not at all. The more we got to take refuge in God. Take the promises. Believe them. Trust that how God is leading us and where God is leading us, we believe. And we follow. See, The third part is the mental and physical preparation in order to climb the mountain. See, Jeremiah did what God asked him to do. He first had to trust God. Second, he leaned on God for guidance, strength, and wisdom. Third, God has gifted Jeremiah to do the work of a prophet, reaching The Israelites people. Jeremiah had to decide to use his gifts or not. Jeremiah had to accept that it wouldn't be easy, but hard. Instead, Jeremiah had to completely rely on God, no matter the situation or what came out of it. As a believer in Christ, we need to choose to put God first, or not. The Bible says in Romans 12, 1 through 5, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is in His good and pleasing and perfect will. In other words, the renewing of a mind means you have to make that choice. You have to make that decision. Where is God in your life? Is He the priority or is He not? And when you and I decide to do His will, amazing things happen. But God wants us to test it. God wants us to make sure that it is solid in His Word, what He's calling us to do. The Bible says in 
verse 3. For by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, through many, form of one body, and each member belongs to all the others. When you and I choose to put Christ first, you choose to allow God to stretch you, you look at people and material things differently, Your attitude to do ministry and my attitude to do ministry is not limited. But what you and I want, but what God wants in our lives. It's the transforming of our mind. Choosing God. Believing what he says. And when we do that, we become Contagious Christians, not stagnant Christians. When I was at this, uh, today in Winnipeg, when I was at this ministry called Naomi House, I met the lady who was in charge of working with refugees. Her name was Candace. She was a missionary herself, her and her husband and her family. And then for reasons that have occurred in the country that she was in and they were in, They moved back here. And we're wondering what they were going to do. Because now they're here. Well, it was amazing. God already knew. God put her and her family to do ministry. And now she is serving at Naomi House. Working, sharing the gospel, doing everything she did in Africa, in the mission field. Right here. See, we need to decide to completely lean on God for guidance, strength, and wisdom. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18, Finally be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the days of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth, Buckled around you, your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the word of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. When you read this chapter, it makes it really clear you got to make a choice. You got to make a decision. 
You have to make that move to pick up, to put on, and to choose to do something about it. And when you are choosing to do all that, remember you're not alone. Remember you and I need to pray. You and I need to pray for each other. You and I need to be alert because the Satan, the devil is ready at all times to hurt us, to knock us out from the serving, from helping. That's what he's looking to do. And are we going to allow him? No, we shouldn't. Because the more you and I put on the whole armor of God, it means we got to fully trust in God. Fully believe what he says in his word is real. Making that decision, no matter what happens, I am going to serve the Lord. The Bible says in Isaiah 41.10, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteousness right hand. And in Psalms 27.14, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. The more you and I study, the more we find out we need to look God. His strength, His wisdom, His guidance. It comes from the form of you and I praying. Making time for God. You and I taking the Word of God and reading it in depth. It means you and I making a decision to say, I am going to surrender completely so then I can be used in any form That he wants us to be used in. Like I said. There's a lot of people in this community. That needs missionaries. That means every Christian. Who knows Jesus Christ as a personal savior. Is a missionary. The question is. Are you willing? Am I willing? And in closing. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 14 through 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our times of needs. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we're here at the Winkler Berteller Mennonite Church to talk to you and to tell you about Jesus Christ. To walk with you. And wherever you're at. To pray with you. Being a Christian is not easy. So when you choose to accept Christ. Jesus made it clear. It will be tough. But he also made it clear. He is with us. He will give us the strength. He will equip us. And he will walk with us in our journey. Just like he walked with Jeremiah. 
And if you do know Jesus Christ, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 28, 18-20, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We have a mission field that is very, very big. And are we prepared? Are we willing? When we go to a hockey game and we go, woohoo! When we come to church, do we go, woohoo! The question is, when you and I open up the Bible, do we get just as excited when we start reading the scripture as we go to the movie theater and watch the things that are out there? That's a question that only you and I can answer between us and God. When COVID is done, And the doors are ready to open. Are we ready to floodgates these doors called church? And not only do that, to create ministries, to reach people. Because during this time, there has been a lot of people hurting mentally. Hurting in their hearts, struggling. And families that have clashed over this. Are we prepared to be the missionary God has called us to be? Just like he called Jeremiah. Just like he called Paul. Just like he called Martha. And so many more. Are we prepared? Now is the time. Now is the time to make that decision. God loves you. He will be faithful. He, you and I can trust in all the time. And if you don't know Christ, today is the day. And if you do know Christ, today is the day to live with Him and or live for Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Would you bow your head with me? Lord and Father, we thank you so much for the Word of God. Lord, we thank you that everything that you've written in the Word was to teach, is to inspire, is to encourage, is to remind us that you are the great I am. And that everything that you have asked us to do, you will give us the strength. You have gifted everyone with different abilities. Help us Help us to really look in our heart and be like a Jeremiah doing what we are called to do. And even when we do complain, and we will, God still is with us and God will still help us. And when we are struggling, let's look in the Word of God. Let's take those promises and make them real. Let's call someone, a brother or a sister, to pray for each other and to walk together in one journey. Thank you, Lord, for all the things that you're doing. And thank you, Lord, for loving us right where we are. In Jesus' name, amen.
thank everybody for joining us at the Winkler-Bertel Mennonite Church service. And yeah, it's on video. It's something. We can do something. But you know what? The doors will open soon. And when that day comes, it's going to be a hallelujah moment. And I look forward to seeing you face to face. So let's close with a word of prayer. Lord and Father, I thank you so much for all that you're doing. Lord, I thank you so much that we can share the word of God That when we're outside, we can stop and pray. We can talk to our friends. And yeah, there may be rules that we may have to follow, but we do our very best. I thank you, Lord, for the grace that you give us because we are not perfect. Yes, we fall short. But we know that you're a God that has forgiven us. You're a God that has given us strength to do what we need to do for you. Help us today to surrender. To surrender everything that holds us back. To say to you, God, stretch me. Use me. Mold me. And you will. And you'll be with us and walk with us every step of the way. And if someone doesn't know Christ, this is your day. The day when I remember when I accepted Christ, it changed me. It gave me purpose. It gave me hope. And even though life was not always easy, I could lean on you.
And I know many people can say the same with their stories of how you got a hold of their life. So take care of us today and each day and let our little light shine for you always. Amen.